So what are we talking about? Oh, let's see here. There was one more episode of Shield. I didn't get to see it. Yeah. Okay. I I mean, it's the same with without spoiling it. It's the same general things we liked about it before. They're skipping times and they're following the themes, and it's amazing. Mm. Uh, I I can't wait for you to see it though, Josh, because the thing with Coulson's eye changing. Yeah. It actually meant something. It wasn't just like a cool effect. Okay. It, it defines this next episode. So I was like, oh, that was so cool. I got a few uh, things up on the. AMC's opening back up in the middle of July. Oh, really? That's that was news. a whole controversy because they oddly specifically said in their return thing mm-hmm. uh, that we're going to open back up. Tenant's going to be the first movie. And and good news, nobody has to wear masks. Um, oh, really? And it 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 was quickly shut down. Like like I I think like a record number. I don't know if a record number of people. A lot of people I know in my circles on Facebook were like, "Well, I'm unsubscribing from a list." <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, but then didn't like they pause all that crap anyway, or uh, yeah, yeah. But I think yeah. everyone's trying to because they since they know that it's going to be back on in a month, they're like unsubscribing so they don't get charged when it comes back. Yeah. Um. But uh, at like at the exact same like as soon as that came out, Almo uh Draft House mm-hmm. I think was like guess what? You have to wear a mask in our place. And so did Regal. And yeah. then the next day, AMC was like, hey guys, just kidding. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got it right here. Hold on. Oh. But I guess I didn't know yeah. this about Draft House. I guess Draft House's whole thing is they, uh, they, they're a stickler for rules, like talking, texting, all that stuff. Yeah. So like this kind of followed their brand. Oh, yeah. Uh, is, are they a part of the ones that are here in Los Angeles? Uh, I know there's at least one in Los Angeles. There's these ones. Uh, gosh, I can't remember the names of the uh, Los Angeles. Arclight. That's what they are. Oh, yeah. And oh, they are? Okay. Yeah, they'll actually charge you. Uh, like if, if you bring in a baby or like someone under the age of 18 to uh, an R-rated movie, they'll charge you full price for the ticket for the child. Oh. So that like they, you know, because they're they're sticklers on all these crazy things. So, they don't have like screaming kids or something. Yeah, like. yeah. And they don't want uh I don't think they have any previews in Arclight oh. theaters. I'm pr- I don't know if I'm hundred percent of that. I'm pretty positive because the guy comes out uh before the movie and they talk, uh-huh. like gives trivia and they talk and they say, Okay, this movie's gonna be this long, and it's kinda like oh, a very old timey kind of a draft field. house? No, at Arclight. Oh, because I think at ArcLight, it was pretty standard when we saw movies there. Mm. Like, because we saw, uh, what was it, It 2 or something with Ruthann and Chris and all them. And I think it was pretty, like, normal. Like, There's no previews, I know, for that. There's somebody who usually comes out front. And I know for the fact that the the baby thing, like, if, you have, mm-hmm. if you're going to a rated R movie and you bring a child, like someone under 18, they have to mm-hmm. have their own ticket. Like, they won't, like, other movies, like PG-13, and you have, like, a baby in your hand, like, they're like, all right. And most uh, most other places are like, man, it's a baby. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I think that's that's part of the thing we, we were always talking about, like, will people rush back to theaters? Mm-hmm. Is it like even though I love movies um, and I love going to the theater as an idea, um, this whole thing that's been happening is like just one more thing that was just like, do I really want to go? You know, mm-hmm. it's like I go, I pay. 20 bucks for a movie and then somebody's talking next to me and then someone up front's having like a texting conversation with full brightness on their phone and yeah. concessions are too expensive and stuff. And it's like, I just needed something else to not go. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess if it wasn't for LA theaters, I don't know if I would go to movies as much because like my whole draw up until lockdown was, I love that Dolby theater and like seeing big sound and big picture and stuff. 
Mm. But if we were just back in Greenville or Indiana or something, I don't know if I would necessarily, unless it was a thing, you know, for friends or family, just because like, it's just too many things. Like, uh, it's like funny because you're saying if it was given the option of like watching it at home at the same time, you'd yeah. rather do that. But if a movie's coming out, you're probably going to go see it like, and they're not showing it at home. Right. I guess it depends. So if it's, if it was like an MCU movie, I'll be like, okay, whatever. I'm going to go back to Bolton's and go see this, you know, cause I want to see it. But let's say if like tenant, I'm sure it's going to be great. We have a, mm-hmm. a friend that's in the movie. Um, but like if, if things seem too shady, then I'm just going to wait till it comes to home yeah. theater because it's not so important to me. That I need to see it right then. And it's not just the pandemic stuff that I'm, I'm not even like so worried about that. It was just like, I wasn't too fond of the experience points, you know, like I think one, not the last movie, but one of the last movies me and Vince saw with a friend, Ryan was onward. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. movie. and yeah, loved it. But uh, Ryan, he went to go sit down in his seat and it had like smudge or something on it, like something sticky, right? You could see the residue, like someone spilled something and it, it was dried like, from the last movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, he asked a, one of the employees, like, can you clean this? And he was like, of what? I'm like, of the spill that's on the chair that I'm about <laughs> to sit on. I had to and, go walk all the way to the front to grab someone. And then they just took dry paper towel and like whisked off the top mm. and stuff. And it was funny because like that, happened and then like a week later lockdown shut down theaters and we're like you know there's a good argument for like maybe these aren't the cleanest places don't you remember like theaters growing up though like i remember like vividly walking up a theaters when i was younger and just like feeling the floor like underneath like from your shoes the the stickiness of the soda like yeah like i know that they're now they're now they're designed to where they're not like a hundred like you know uh, uh, a whole straight down to the bottom you know they're in, in like tears or whatever so it's easier for people to clean but you know back then gosh they were awful i think like nowadays they're pretty beautiful it reminds me of uh oh the theater the highland theater mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah it's one of the exactly that yeah. josh it's an old theater it's just one row that goes down yep. and the floors are sticky the seats are sticky everything's sticky mm-hmm no, I mean, it's it's like the new ones are nice. Like, you know, the one in Burbank we went to before everything locked down um, had, oh, hey, here's my specs, um, <laughs> had, uh, you know, the recliners and, mm-hmm. you know, they were plush and everything. But also those Dolby, if we didn't have A-list, those would be $25 seats, you know? Yeah. And, and I feel like not having a sticky substance on this thing I'm going to sit on for two hours is like a, the minimum yeah requirement for my 25 dollar ticket for the night you know that's definitely true for that much money i the one was nice about the highland one even even that highland one when we first moved here it was still it was a lot shadier than what it was is now and they've Mm, rebuilt some of it uh they had like powdered i don't know if they still have but they like powdered soap you'd like push the soap dispenser and like powder would like powder fall yeah (laughs) i don't know where they get this stuff from but i was like okay i guess guess it's just cheaper maybe soap and maybe they've just been using it for you know 60 years or whatever <laughs> interesting and uh but they yeah they made that place a lot nicer and but the price obviously the price came up it used to be like four dollar tickets still when so, we moved here and i guess it, for me it's not even necessarily like nice or not because like uh, if i'm paying like five dollars for a ticket at highland mm-hmm. then i know it's not going to be like plush recliner seats or whatever yeah but also kind of hope that it's not like rat gutter disgusting <laughs> yeah you know and even the nice amc theaters are questionable at times mm. with like the cleanliness and stuff. I mean, you, you've been in the bathrooms like on like peak times and stuff. Yeah. It's, like trash cans are overflowing. There's water everywhere for some reason. There's like half paper towels mm. everywhere. There's no dry paper towel. Like 
you know, it's just like, ah, like it, it, they didn't make it. I don't know. They'll have to change something drastically for me to be like, oh my God, I have to come here to see a movie mm. besides the movie itself, you know? I don't know. Uh, I still love I still love like the movie aspect. I love going out mm-hmm. with friends. I love going out with my wife, going like mm-hmm. having getting food, going to see a movie. I like the experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely don't have a surround sound system either. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm still into that. So um I don't know. I'm especially when movies come out, like brand new movies come out. Like yeah. I'm totally into that. But yeah. I, I, I mean, I've always enjoyed the experience. Uh, my brother used to work at uh movies ten. Uh which I think was like its own thing because I don't even know. I think it was a Cinemark. And uh, ever since I was a kid, you know, that was like the thing. My brother actually was kind of stupid in the sense that my mom would drop me off at my brother's job and then go to work. (laughs) And then I'd be there at the movie theater all day in the the projection rooms, Mm -hmm. like watching the movie from the projection room. Yeah. And I always thought that was so cool. So because of those little experiences, you know, it's always been like a movies have always been close to me, I guess. I guess there's another thing, though, for me is that movies, at least for a little while, aren't going to even be the same. Because yeah. when we're talking about the movie theater open back up, they're going to open up to like what two movies. Yeah, well, they said that they're going to do a lot of like uh, older movies, which that's I think cool. is great. That's cool. But at the same time, like that's even more of a I can definitely watch that at home unless a friend really wants to see it, you know? Yeah, but then also, it, you think about these movies that haven't been in the theaters for like 20 years or even like yeah. Indiana Jones. I know Arclight does like a, a thing where like once or twice a month, like they'll put something like that on the theater and then like yeah. they only have they only have like one showing for it. But that's great. Like I would, oh, yeah. I would totally watch like a movie like T1, like Terminator 2. Like yeah. I would go watch that at a theater if they were like, hey, we're going to show Terminator 2 this mm-hmm. weekend. Like, dude, I'm down because. Oh, yeah. My last birthday, we went to the Dolby Theater to see The Matrix because I mm-hmm. didn't get to see yeah. the theaters when I was a kid. That was so that's great. great. I get that, but what I'm saying is like it's it was just different because part of the experience for me is like we go out dinner, we're all like talking like what are we gonna see mm-hmm. if we didn't plan it already and stuff. It's just gonna be different because it's like so we're seeing Tenant, right? <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> that's what we got. <laughs> like you walk around the video store when you used to rent videos. Like what are we gonna yeah. see? Oh like my a, gosh! It would take longer than what the movie was. Like it would take yeah. like I was have definitely been in like a box office or blockbuster video. With friends that took over two hours to pick out a movie, yeah, or until Absolutely. close, and then you just grab something because mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh, they're closing." And yeah. then, and actually, to be honest, like that was some of the funnest parts because then you'd like fight over mm-hmm. movies with your friends and talk about stuff and just shoot the crap with your friends, you know. So I guess for me, that's part of it is the competition of all the movies is like mm-hmm. part of it, you know, because we go and like, "Oh, is Sonic's playing and this movie's playing and this movie's playing and stuff." And I don't know, it was something neat. It was part of the collective, exp- not the only thing, but the collective experience and it's like so those little things are changing so i think it's just like chipping away at the experience even if we go back you know yeah did you guys did you guys ever have at blockbuster where you go to the new releases and it's all the same movie all oh, the yeah. way across mm-hmm. the shelf you remember that crap yeah. <laughs> it's yeah they would have like one full like wall like wall of just that one movie if it was a very yeah. very popular movie obviously because they probably they definitely needed enough for people coming in yeah and those were the days where the copies were behind the original mm-hmm. so you just yeah. pull the one grab grab a copy go to the desk gosh those there was days a video store down the road from us when we first moved here 
And it was amazing because it still had VHS. Oh, oh had I remember you saying this. Everything. And they raised the rent on them probably, I think it was like four years ago. And the guy was like, oh, he was like an older guy that had been there for probably since uh, the 80s. And he's like, you know, it's just too much for me. I think we're going to bow out. And I was like, oh, so sad because uh, we still would go get movies there that like you can't get because you can't get stuff like uh, you can't get everything online. And then yeah. on top of it, a lot of stuff nowadays, if you want to get something that's in its original form, they're like they're just going through. And I know that they're chopping some stuff out that might be insensitive or whatever for like new releases, but they're doing more than that. They're like actually chopping things out where you're like, why? Like, we're just trying to make the movie better afterwards, 30 years <laughs> later. Like, no, I want I don't care if this if it's crappy or, you know, see, not obviously not CGI, but like effects or whatever it is. Yeah. I want the original film. Like, I want to see like, the you know, I don't know. King Kong or whatever, the original one where it just looks awful. You know, I want to see that in its original mm-hmm. form. That's how I feel about Star Wars, especially the original. Yeah. Story. Yeah. <clears throat> so you mentioned that like a friend of ours, uh, her boyfriend got <coughs> the original Star Wars and transferred them to Blu-ray as a mm-hmm. trilogy for her. So yeah. She has a Blu-ray set of the original ones. That's cool. Well, they don't like there's like a there's a group. There's a I can't remember like the name of it. There's a guy that tried to get a Blu-ray version or the best kind of version there is of Star Wars. And there's a couple scenes and a couple areas he had to pick and choose from certain things like that used to only be like the uh, laser discs that Um. they came from. And because even a few years ago, they had released the original version on like the back of a DVD of like the newer version or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, it was just actually copies from the laser disc, and so there was all these awful like artifacts and whatnot that was <laughs> inherent in the original laser discs, 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 laser discs. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> not good. <laughs> I mean, it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fight one if they were offered. <laughs> It'd be like, would you like this upgrade? I'm like, that could come in handy as long <laughs> as I could control it. Your laser is as large as mine. <laughs> <laughs> Schwartz or whatever. Yeah, you're Schwartz. But they actually pieced together through having some of the newer footage or the newer version in Blu-ray, plus some of the older stuff. They actually un like somebody had like a actual film version that they went you know piece by piece and translated over, and so they wow. have a pretty good version of like what it was in the beginning. Hmm. Uh, there's a couple scenes that are a little funky because even in the newer ones they were they changed the uh, the lighting on everything. I don't know if you noticed, but like. The newer version of the old movies, the lighting is way different, and so it doesn't even seem it's like the same movie after you after you see these millions of changes. And I'm sure you can just Google it on uh, on YouTube or whatever. Google it on YouTube, uh, like all the, all the <laughs> changes, the all the changes that Star Wars has gone through, like yeah. the original trilogy. It's insane, like what yeah. they've done every single time it's re released. It's something new, so it's just kind of weird to me. Like, why would you not? I don't know. I, I, I remember the like, whole like the Boba or no the. Uh, Job of the Hut thing, mm-hmm. where he's the in the hangar. Scene. Yeah, yeah, the edit scene where uh, Han steps all over onto his tail, mm-hmm. and that was added because that originally Jabba was a human. Yeah, he was a dude. Well, I think that that was supposed to that scene, whatever they shot there, I think was meant to be like just uh, something they were going to walk through. Yeah. And redo later or something, and they recorded it anywhere. They shot the film for it anyway, and then they obviously reused it. <laughs> I don't know what. I mean, there's a lot of things I like Lucas for. I don't know. 
screwing around with the Star Wars afterwards. It's like screwing around with Godfather afterwards. Like, oh, I didn't mean for this to happen in Godfather. I'm going to undo it afterwards. Like, why would you do that? In fact, so much so that uh, there's like the whatever the Library of Congress or whatever it is. They started taking in movies in the 80s. I think it was. And one of the first movies they were going to take in, because I think they take in like 10 a year or something, was Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And they've never received uh, an original cut of Star Wars, because that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's like it has to be in an original form because this is supposed to be a historical document. Yeah. And so they've never received that from George Lucas or from Disney or whatever it is. So Star Wars wow. should have like a Facebook post where you see, click the edit to see the... The versions, <laughs> the amount of versions you've gone yeah. through. So, so you can go be like, you're like, okay, well, this is the new one. Then you're on like the Blu-ray menu. You're like, click, click, click. Oh, original. Okay, here we go. Yeah, that would be smart. I mean, to be <laughs> honest, I'd love to see like all the differences. It's it's yes. just crazy. I don't know how we got on that topic, but well, speaking of differences, <laughs> something else that happened this week is Jason Momoa like leaked like the Snyder Cut teaser. Oh yeah. So I mean, I don't know if this is necessarily true or if it was orchestrated, but supposedly, uh, what's his face, Snyder like had shared that teaser with like the internal group, you know, like mm-hmm. the stars and the crew and stuff. And Jason Momoa was like, this is cool. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so like a Ryan Reynolds thing where they like, oh, we didn't leak that Deadpool yeah. shot. Except yeah. it's his name and everything on there. And he's like, That's cool true. thing about being me is uh, getting <laughs> stuff like this early. And then meanwhile, HBO Max is like, what the hell? We don't <laughs> even have that. <laughs> but it was really cool to see uh, spoilers. Dark side. Yeah on the thing and it looks like they're just going to cut him into everything like i I don't know how much steppenwolf is going to have to do with it i don't understand like unless they do a a lot of reshoots they're going to have to change the story or like or add i guess they probably did a lot of shooting if that was his original if if this is actual an original cut Uh i don't know it blows my mind um i don't know how interested i am in actually wanting to see it obviously for the nerd world i'm gonna see it Mm -hmm. sure I mean, I'll, I won't lie. This that teaser got me a little jazz, more jazz than I thought I would, because mm-hmm. as it looked to me, I'm like, OK, as a series, this might work. You know, like if I could see 30, 45 minute episodes, like a handful of times or something. Yeah. And then get to build up dark side a little bit and stuff like because I think the scene they showed at the end looked like a scene that was Steppenwolf, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. It was so quick that it was like you see I it think, pull out and you're like, OK. So, from what I heard, that scene was the the past Themyscira when they st- steal the mother box. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in the in the original movie, Steppenwolf does that. Yeah. So if that is Darkseid and that's Themyscira, that means they just replaced Steppenwolf stealing the mother box with Darkseid. Yeah. And that was his original thing or whatever. And I'm I'm down for it. At least seeing it, you know, seeing what's like. Me, I'm too easy on movies. Like. I, I even thought The Last Airbender didn't suck completely. <laughs> I didn't think it was a great movie, but I liked it. My kids watched that this morning and tore it apart. Because <laughs> they just finished last night. They just finished The Last Airbender, uh, the uh, Nickelodeon cartoon. And they're like, oh, OK, well, this isn't that bad. And I was like, well, you know, it got bad reviews and I saw it and it was it was OK, you know. But it was before I saw actually Avatar, you know, the, the show. I was like, well, it doesn't seem like it's a horrible movie. I mean, it's kind of bland and it's kind of boring, but it's not well, awful. It's it's really hard to try to fit an entire first season into one movie. Yeah. And I know it's done a lot of the time. Like people like do this a too. lot. Of, yeah. But I don't know. There was a lot of details. They just effed up. And then even more so, the 
the chemistry of that team is way, yeah. way, way, way. It's not separate. the same as what's in the show. I'll so tell you that. A couple, a couple weeks ago, uh, a YouTube channel called Captain Midnight did a breakdown of Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really fair breakdown because he, he even said, like, I didn't want to make a video about this because it's almost like low-hanging fruit. But there's, like, yeah. some legitimate problems, you know, to yeah. talk about. And mm-hmm. I haven't seen either the movie or the series. I was like, I mean, if the, what he says is true, it makes sense. You know, like, the characters not having the same kind of chemistry they did in the original show. and stuff. Oh, absolutely. It's very, like, in the original show, there's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, while, there's, while it's, like, serious idea and serious content, there's a lot of fun in it. And those yeah, characters always- had no fun on that movie. Sokka was not Sokka. Mm-mm. I mean, K- Kataro or Katana or Katara, whatever the hell, she, she was like the closest. Aang yeah. was the worst, I felt like. Even though that kid actor, like from that video that Rod just talked about, mm-hmm. they said that like he literally get, just got hired because he was good at martial arts. He had mm-hmm. a martial arts like tape audition. He didn't even have an acting audition. And he so looked he was, pretty close to the character. Yeah. But, but like they were the saying chemistry, like, that character just, need miss the chemistry. Like the guy, the Captain Midnight was saying that that character specifically needed to have the widest range of acting ability. Yeah, oh, yeah. But they literally picked the kid with probably like the least amount of experience. Mm. Well, everybody was like one trick ponies, you know. They just had one emotion. Katara was like always serious and like concerned. Ang was always like nervous and concerned. Yeah. And then Sok- Sokka was just boring. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time. I remember not hating it coming out of it, but I'd be like, it wasn't that great of a movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, it's hard to take something like that that especially just happened. Like that was like a big thing that just happened for Nickelodeon kids. People that are like, you know, maybe they're a little bit younger than us, but like like that show is like a pinnacle for them. That you is their Batman, the animated series. Oh, yeah. And their X-Men 92. That is theirs. Another thing that video revealed was that Nickelodeon didn't want it at all. And if they the did movie? want it, they wanted to do it themselves. Oh, not Nickelodeon. The team that made Airbender. Oh, okay. Oh, I, yeah. The team that made made the cartoon. Uh, they they were told that they they said they didn't want to make a live action movie. And mm-hmm. then when the live action movie was greenlit, they weren't able to be involved at all. Hmm. That well, Dave Filoni. That they though, they was were willing to help the original. Huh? Dave Filoni was a big part of the original. I remember. Dave, yeah. Yeah, it, it was like that they were willing to help if asked, but they didn't they didn't want the project in the beginning anyway. Isn't it a manga, though? No, no. Is so. it just a straight up Nickelodeon thing? Yeah. Oh, weird. I've never ever heard no, because it, it, is, it is like an anime like vibe, but um, it's it's so American, like in the delivery mm-hmm. and possibly M. Night's second worst movie. Oh, next yeah. to The Happening. <laughs> yeah, I don't That's, know. But I I've never seen the happening, but I don't. I could think there's there's a million M Night movies that I do not like. <laughs> oh, dude, wait till you the happening. Yeah, spoilers. It's the wind. Yeah, or it's like the like, Earth or whatever, right? Not even that exciting. Yeah, it's the wind. <laughs> Is it? It's literally like a really loose thing. Like you know when you you're in science class in junior high and you hear that one thing that like your science teacher's like this potentially could happen and then you spiral off into like a tangent. The whole movie is on that small premise. Yeah. Well, it's like the you know people are dying and jumping off cliff, cliffs and stuff, right? Isn't that the one we're talking about? 
yeah, yeah. The, okay. the wind is carrying like a virus or something like that mm. and it affects people and they end up killing themselves because of when they get affected all this other stuff like that oh I, is... like whoever saw it back when that i talked to said that it was kind of the earth getting pissed at people i think that's what it was it's like the, nature killing people yeah the 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 full spoilers for some reason if somebody hasn't watched this or wants to watch it or it cares the the plants <laughs> are giving off that's like pheromones was. that yeah. make people suicidal but that's it, it, it so it's like there's a scene where mark Wahlberg looks up and he sees the wind blowing through trees and he's like it's the wind and that was supposed to be the climax moment <laughs> and well, it's the all power. the m night's movies are supposed to all of m night's movies with the exception of airbender are supposed to have some kind of like you know twist or whatever at the mm-hmm. end ish kind of deal but yeah i don't know i didn't even i didn't like glass at all no, no, really? not I like at glass. all. I like I mean, glass like, and salt. Or what was the third one? Oh yeah, the other one. That one was good. I really liked that one. It was really creepy though. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, it's the one with the James McAvoy's character in it. It's definitely really creepy. Yeah, we saw that in the theater. Mm-hmm. So and it was crazy that they tied them together at the end. So you're like, whoa, what? This movie that I still have on VHS, we're getting a sequel for it, you know? And then what was before Glass? It was Untouchable. Unbreakable. Right? Unbreakable. Unbreakable, yeah. Unbreakable was my favorite M. Night movie. It's, it's my favorite M. Night, too. And so it's, it was kind of weird. Like, it was a, it's a movie that you could have. It was, it was that pinnacle of, like, we need to have superhero movies that are just, like, real life. Mm-hmm. And he did a really good job of, like, this is how a superhero could work in real life. Yeah. So I just looked up uh, Airbender. And mm-hmm. it, Vince was right. It is, it's an American show, but it's funny. Yeah. The description was like an American cartoon show that is Asi- Asian-ish or something, like Asian-esque or something mm-hmm. like that. Esque. And there was a graphic novel that came out later okay. based I, on the TV shows. I looked it up just a second ago, too. So because I, for some odd reason, I thought that it was based on a manga or something like So I was like, all right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatever. But but that's kind of crazy that they made that kind of that's, it was such a good a great show, show. You know, it's just weird. Well, it's it's more true to what you said earlier about this was Nickelodeon's golden child. Yeah. And they, I don't think they probably realized how well it was taken until much later. I mean, but. I've watched it from start to finish now four times. Mm-hmm. That's how much I love that show. I've, I'm actually I've missing said, a few episodes <laughs> in between. I've, that. I've set it in with Vince to watch a couple episodes. I think I've decided now, like in July, when things free up for me a little bit more, I'm going to like go through and watch the whole show because it was like really fun. Yeah. I'm on the last episodes, like the last part one and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but girls, yeah, like said, they just watched the last one last night. In fact, I, I haven't seen it. The last one, I actually saw it just last night and I made them postpone it because I was like, I'm not, I'm nowhere near caught up on any of this. So like, uh, yeah, I'm just at the spot where, uh, Zuko is at the Western Air Temple teaching Aang how to firebend. Yeah. I was like, dang, it took them this long to freaking be a friend, you know? <laughs> the whole, the whole, th- the whole time. Yeah, like, like I get into this end of the second season and I'm like, aren't they going to be like friends yet? What's going on? <laughs> like the end of the first movie, he's like, what, friends, right? I think, or at yeah. least helpful. <laughs> but yeah, they stay, they pushed too much in that movie. That and here's here's why I thought it was a, another reason why I thought it was a manga. In the movie, they call him like Ong, yeah, like instead of Ang. And so I'm like, weird. well, maybe it was just that's how they pronounce it in Japan or whatever, you know. <laughs> so that was part of the criticism Captain Midnight have mm-hmm. was where they're like, in the movie, for some reason they call him Ong. Yeah, you know, it's like, sure. <laughs> it's very, very clearly stated in the Nickelodeon show. Yeah, it's kind of weird. 
Oh, or yeah. what, what was it like? It was like Venom. The first trailers that came out, he said symbiote weird, like symbiote or something like symbiote, that. Symbiote, yeah. They pronounced it weird, and everybody's like, "What the hell? Do they even know what they're <laughs> doing with this character?" And then they like we redubbed everything. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Same thing with Raish. I mean, I feel like most people think most people say that, that are into the comics say Raish, but instead of Raz, instead of Raz Agul, but I don't know. That's, I don't that's know. a battle. Like it's funny. It, even in the TV show, the Arrow show, they went back and forth. Like some people would say like Raish, and some people would say Raz, and you're like, I don't get it. <laughs> is that his cousin? Exactly. Raz is that his brother? Raz Agul. <laughs> it's Raish and Raz, right? Right. <laughs> but and who's the wife or the daughter talia talia yeah okay so uh here i'm gonna share this real quick so free comic book day was supposed to be in like uh, may or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, here we go and it's actually gonna be free comic book summer now so um Diamond Distributors, which is what everybody was kind of like going crazy about, um, mm-hmm. they stopped distributing, and the comic book industry's all kind of been on life support for a real long time. Yeah, and so people were just like, "That's gonna be it, and it's gonna be over." <laughs> and uh, I guess they're coming back now, and Good. they're gonna be trying to stagger like these shipments of uh, a bunch of different titles. Because if you've ever been to a comic book free comic book day, it's just like a mad grab of anything in there <laughs> and anything that resembles black friday whatsoever i just don't bother with i mean it's nowhere near that at least in most of the comic book stores well, i'm sure a, there's any, a couple crazy ones but anytime there's like a rush for anything mm-hmm. like you know what? i don't need it that bad well i'm just saying like maybe uh, maybe the bad word for it but like there was just a ton of comic books everywhere like stacks oh, okay, and stacks gotcha, like all gotcha. over the place like okay for free comic book day just you know take grab some 10 you know <laughs> That's awesome. And so, like, I had, you know, I'd have my whole family go in there. And so we'd come out with, like, almost all of them. And a lot of them are, like, you're, you're supposed to try to get some of them because some shops will have them and some shops won't have them. So um, apparently Record Store Day is going to probably do something similar. So uh, they're going to stagger. So they're going to stagger some of these things out. And I'm wondering, like, OK, are they, are they actually all on board with staggering them out? Like, OK, we're going to. You know, do this exact these these sets of titles this week and next week are going to do that set of titles. Or are they just going to start shipping things willy nilly like, yeah, only give out five or six this week and next week. And they just get to choose. Oh, yeah, that's that interesting. Yeah. And also, uh, Diamond doesn't like DC drop Diamond, right? I think they're they have their own whatever they're so, doing. So free comic book day might be separate from Diamond's thing uh well a free comic book day i'm sure is more than diamond because there there are okay. smaller distributors or people gotcha. that do direct distribution so i don't gotcha. know so you know, that's kind of cool it'd be yeah, interesting if they tied it up with some sort of digital thing too you know there has to be some sort of like creative thing there where like he draws you into the store but with the also the digital you know what i mean like you know that like they, they probably don't want that uh hmm. just because I mean, you don't. If, if people move to digital, then you're putting yourself out of business if you're supporting that. Kind of. I'm sure I they think, kind of are with that. But I think there's a creative way though that you could make it work for you because mm-hmm. if if they fight it, they're just going to lose. It's going to be like the music industry and de- digital downloads. You know, you can only fight it off for so long. I don't know though because like it's a different beast. Like comic books, while you know, 
they used to be, you know, when in the beginning they were in like just a little rotation, uh, like newsstand mm-hmm. stuff, you know. And then in the late seventies, early eighties, you know, stores like started popping up, and so you could actually go to them. I they're just they're different beasts because they're so like niche. Well, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is like not to draw people to the digital, but to use the digital to draw, take people to the stores. There's got to be some digital strategy there to like push you out to the store, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. I think that there's comic. There was some some website that you could do to where like if you bought certain comics, you could have the digital versions too. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit like you know, buy the DVD and get the download codes too. Yeah. Like to me, like you know, what would have been like killer uh, during uh the, the beginning of pandemic was like every, the release schedule is going to keep on going and then what you pay for digital there's like a physical copy waiting for you at x store or something i think you know? there were a bunch of them that were like that or maybe not a bunch uh-huh. but i think there's a few of them that were like that uh my favorite store from back home in indiana was galactic gregs and they talked about that a little bit on their live stream mm-hmm. but at the same well, time cool. It's at the same time, you're like, okay, so I'm going to pick these up later. Here's why I don't think that it's going to completely go away. It's because comic books, the value of them are actually in having the comic books. Mm-hmm. So like having anything digital, the, the value of it's gone. Mm-hmm. And people love collecting these kind of, it's artwork, you know, it's some, it's a piece of something. Even the, um, even the books that are just uh, trades, they are, or omnibus, like where it's like this giant, like, you know, 30 plus issue thing uh, are worth money. They, yeah. There's a lot of them that are out of print because there's so much yeah. comic book history. And every yeah. once in a while, Marvel will pick a lot of them to reprint during the year. Uh-huh. And if you grab them then, then the you wait a year when they're not worth, like they're, they're worth a ton of money. Yeah. Like so, I'm not saying to like draw things to digital. I'm saying like use digital yeah. maybe to like draw people like out to the stores somehow, you know, and stuff like to be creative in that sense. Like someone some digital strategist out there mm-hmm. can figure out that. Like do something where people who are on digital be like, you know what, I'm gonna get my ass up and go to the store today for for comic book day or whatever. There's but gotta be something in there. Well like, they're different, like they're different stores. So it'd be like, you know, say comic comicsology is one mm-hmm. of them. Uh, and then I'll say like House of Secrets in Burbank. So, mm-hmm. like, why would Comicsology want you to go to House of Secrets in Burbank if you're already getting it through them? Well, not the not the store itself, but mm-hmm. the comic, comp, like the people who are publishing them. You know, like the like at Marvel, mm-hmm. they, there's there's got to be some digital strategy there so they can always so they can eat as many pies as possible you know like i think that marvel and dc especially are just pushing like it's behind the scenes they're kind of just pushing to be digital like marvel you have on marvel unlimited Uh dc you got the dc universe app um they're just kind of pushing just to be that and even dc obviously they're doing a lot of their own distribution i think now so it's It's like it's a weird world it's like you said the comics industry was already on lifeline beforehand Mm -hmm. so i mean even if it doesn't completely go away it then you got to do something to embrace like the new stuff for yeah. the legacy stuff to, to last like it was, you know? You know, what's even crazier is it's, it's, uh, it's worse by region. Yeah. So, so some, some areas are just devastated by the comic thing. Yeah. Especially my area, like back home, the Delaware area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, like this is like, more than 10 years ago they they were going out of business Mm. so god digital is the only option they have now yeah for for those markets Mm -hmm. 
for and the even smaller like, stores and in, in areas like that. Yeah. yeah, even like regular books, they haven't gone away. Obviously, no, there's still a market for it. And but, Barn- Barnes and Noble is still around. So, but the th- yeah. but that's the thing is, there's one mm. like yeah. maybe store, right? <laughs> And then the mom and pops are kind of spread out. I feel like we here have like a little bit of a skewed viewpoint because we're like in LA and it's like everything's really trendy and stuff. So there's like yeah. a bunch of little stores. There's a ton of comic book stores around here. It's crazy. I can't say that Central Indiana, I could name more than one or two bookstores in Kokomo. Mm. <laughs> if that. Like actual like, bookstores, yeah. I think it's probably just Books A Million or whatever's there now, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, or even that. I don't even know if they're open anymore. You know, like the only national chain left is Barnes & Noble. And even they are struggling because they're just so i worked there with like a, over a decade ago mm. and even then they were gradually carrying more gadgets and stuff and toys and things and i remember yeah. my manager at the time was like are we a fucking best buy like what, <laughs> yeah. like what is this like when do we stop selling books and even by, when i left i don't know if it's still true the uh cafe was like the highest like grossing area oh, like sure. all the starbucks food and the, the all that stuff and the coffee and things so they would always put more overtime and more resources there than on the bookshelves because the books weren't bringing in the margins you know yeah they've done they've definitely done a lot of crazy things i mean they have a giant vinyl section now uh mm-hmm. obviously they're they've shrunk down way on the, the video aspect of everything but uh so yeah. i went back when we were uh in the east coast uh what like a year ago now or something for uh slicing rice's wedding mm-hmm and we stopped by Delaware, or I stopped by Delaware, uh, and I stopped in my the old uh, Barnes and Noble that I used to work at. Mm-hmm. The movie and music section is completely gone, mm-hmm. and the the vinyl section in that area is like one shelf. Oh, crazy! And the entire music section got turned into uh, like pop culture toys, like pop figures, mm, and yeah, modern oh, board man. games and stuff. And oh, so I feel like that's, that's a little bit more representative of cities that aren't New York and L.A. and right, yeah, you know, and stuff. It's kind of sad. Cause. I imagine a lot of it's Amazon too, to where you could just get things direct. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I it's going to be cheaper. I also hope that we see more secondhand stores come around, like just secondhand stuff, like used. Uh, there's a there's a place we used to frequent all the time called Second and Charles. Mm-hmm. I love that place. They also got my entire CD collection, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is basically that you could go, you sell all your old stuff, and then they sell it. Mm-hmm. So the secondhand stores, I mean, I, know I imagine they'll pop back up at some point in time. Yeah, well, Second and Charles is still around when we left. I don't I know if they survived. That, we this, used to have like disc replay and a bunch of things like that um, to where they yeah. can, you know, you can resell old CDs, DVDs, blah, blah. I, here I in still LA, feel we'll like have... there's a life in that certain yeah. lane for books and CDs and vinyl and all that. You'd have to cultivate it, though. I don't know. I feel like eBay's kind of just taken that just chunk. You know, yeah. Craigslist and eBay where like, I'm going to look for something. Even Facebook Marketplace, you could just be like, hey, I want this thing or or even Facebook groups. I'm in a bunch of different groups like um, I had some cassettes from Tooth and Nail that were just they were just like demos of like an Ace Troubleshooter demos and some other things. And I'd mentioned them on like some Facebook group and people were like messaging me like, I'll give you $20 for that. Like, damn. OK. And I just set it off because I was like, I'm not going to use this. I'm like, I don't even even have a cassette player. It wasn't but, even twenty dollars when you bought it. No, it was free. <laughs> yeah, the demos, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they were Tooth giving them nail. out after shows. Tooth and Nail, man, that's the record label that like they knew the generation, mm. like because they were just the they're like songs from the penalty box. They had so many compilation discs. Yeah, and the whole thing discs was, were big in the punk rock realm, though. So yeah, they were big, but I think Tooth and Nail just had their brand that was like mm. on the they nose. Were like definitely on. You, you would just buy any Tooth and Nail compilation, you knew it was going to be good. 
but it was brilliant because that's how you found your new favorite tooth and nail bands yeah because you listen to this whole compilation like i would get as a compilation i remember the songs from the penalty box one was my favorite ever mm-hmm. and and living sacrifice was on there and i'm like i need to go get that album yeah that song <laughs> is awesome epitaph did the same thing uh they even i think they even did it beforehand and uh, mm-hmm. they did uh punkorama I think they went up oh, to like gotcha. Punkorama Nine or something like that, and that's I love where you hear, CDs. you know, you hear uh, Rancid and all those bands like that. You know? Ten foot pole, Voodoo yeah. Glow Skulls. Yep, but it was fun. Punkorama. Uh, yeah. So I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping that the end isn't, you know, near for comic book stores. <laughs> I know, I know, a lot of them have actually kind of they're they're a niche in, in themselves and so now they've kind of gone into like magic the gathering stuff and other things like that to where they have tournaments at a lot of these places so mm-hmm. it's kind of they're doing okay and the, the people that own them are generally people that love the, the industry and that's one of the best things about it is that most of these people that are actually running them still they just love it so much that they're just doing it for because they love it have you seen this show called uh, uh a toy store near you no uh, so it's made by the creators of Toys That Made Us, mm-hmm. and it's specifically in response to the COVID crisis, nice. the toy stores. Mm. So Vince and I have seen the first two episodes, but I bring that up because there's the second episode. They show a toy store who's they're trying their best to stay afloat with other day jobs, but also since they can't have people in the store, doing like Facebook Live auctions. Yeah, and I could totally see comic book stores doing that while they're closed. They did. Uh, I think House of Secrets of that, and oh, actually, uh, my my favorite store in Valpo, Gal- the Galactic Greg stuff. They did uh, Facebook Live stuff, and they'd be like, "Here's this, and this, and this," and they put numbers like it was basically like uh, they're all in plastic, obviously, and they'd put like a sticky note on it. It was like number seventeen A, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, "Hey, uh, how much for this?" And then the, and then they'd sit there and they talk to people on it, and they'd have probably like thirty people on there, and they probably did quite a bit of money in those just yeah. you know people supporting. That's cool, and they'd I, ship I think- them for free. And I think that's cool because that. that's the closest thing you're going to get to like crate digging, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because like the the person curating is going to be like this. And you're like, I didn't know you had that, you know? Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe that'll be something that they can pick up for a future too, where like once a week they go, hey, we we got this in. However, the House of Secrets one here in Burbank, they've got some amazing old ones. Yeah. And it's just insane. Every once in a while on their uh, IG, they'll drop like 20 classic, like just insane like, nice. It actually got me thinking when I was watching that episode at Toy Store near you, um, which I'm still keeping an eye out for because apparently they filmed a toy store in Kokomo, Indiana, where I'm from, Ooh. which is I didn't know there was a classic toy store in Kokomo. So, <laughs> but um, uh, it got me thinking. I was like, well, so that episode, that couple, they're nurse, nurses by day, so they don't have. They said they can only do like one live stream a month or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, would it be beautiful if there was a way to that the business and the the money worked? So the, like they could hire like a YouTuber or an actor or something to be the on-screen personality, mm-hmm. like an employee, you know? And so they wouldn't have to like put all their personal energy being on camera and stuff, you know, like all these stores. Like, yeah. and then if they did it like every day or every week or whatever, like a good, you know, rotation is. You need to hire someone then, young, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then it's perfect because people at home, like if you're in an area where people can't go to the store and they're going to be stuck at home anyway. You can watch a three-hour auction of cool comics and stuff. I just watch that stuff on YouTube without buying it. Let alone, you know, let alone like it was cool to that. see all the stuff, and then they'd shuffle stuff. They'd be like, "All right, well, here's this and this series we have. It's a small mini series of this or that. Here's this one's twenty. This one's twenty-five. And if you get, you know, all three of these, I'll make it forty-five. 
You know, to where like, oh, dang, sweet. I wish I had an extra 50 bucks and I'd throw it down. But, right. You know, that's, that's dangerous for me because that's, when I see <laughs> that stuff, I'm like, oh, I want that now. Yeah. <laughs> so I cool. feel you, man. Yeah. I feel you. I we finally had those arcade one ups and I was oh, like, yeah, man, I dude. want that one. Oh, I want that one. I got no space for that. Nope. Uh, I think actually the the uh, Galloping Ghost was doing the same thing with their leftover arcades. I think we had talked oh. about it the other day that how some people are collecting just arcades and they have like a jamma set up and they'll just, you know, pull out the the uh, motherboard and they'll blow on it and just plug it into the jamma and they'll play an arcade at home. That's and cool. so he was sell he was doing the same thing. He was selling like, hey, we got these, you know, we're selling this week, these 10, whatever. Or things signed. They had a lot of stuff signed by the original people that were the actors in Mortal Kombat. Because he knows mm. them all well. Oh yeah, yeah, in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, man. That. Oh, God. I so uh, I don't know if this is part of the or opening of the podcast, but um, through a friend for as a gift, I got the arcade one of Mortal Kombat machine, and it is like, I think this is the second thing I um, it's the second it's one of like two things of material possessions that someone could get me that would actually mean something to me, you know, <laughs> um, like at that level. And like, I woke up and just started playing it anyway, like th- that you brought up mortal Kombat, like that series, like, I don't know. There's just something so magical about it. And like the fact that that original cast is like still around, you know, yeah. running dojos and stuff. It's so cool that it was so long ago. It's almost 30 years ago now, but it's still within like a lifetime history. Yeah. So like, you know, yeah, that thing. Only I didn't get the riser, but the riser's kind of lame anyway. Yeah, I mean, it just makes it higher. Just get a box to put it on. Well, <laughs> not the, the function's nice. The design's just kind of like, oh, you could have done so much more with that. Yeah, yeah. The, it's only like a stone decal on all sides except for the front, it looks like. But yeah. also that the risers are sold out even at the company level. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the cheapest you can get is like 150 bucks, and it's like up to two or two fifty for the box. Yeah, dude. I, I hope that this tells them in the future, like, hey, we don't want these things this short. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I, I don't think I think, I think they're just. So the thing is, you can buy them with the risers, and they're not they're not that much more expensive. Mm-hmm. But if you decide you want it after the fact, it's gonna be challenging or expensive or both. Yeah. Um, they, you should look at the. Uh, um. What was it? The uh, oh, big, the pinball. Big buck hunter. Oh, they had cabinets or what, what? The arcade cabinets? Cabinets, yeah. So they Look just announced the Marvel pinball machine. Oh, that's funny. But it, but it's digital. Oh, the so, Marvel one. Yeah, yeah it's, di- it's digital with haptic feedback, so it feels real. But the screen, the characters will walk through the pinball field. Yeah, it's like a digital oh, screen game. I mean, and, like uh, that's kind of cool. And it's yeah. like having a big like Dual Shock controller. Yeah, that's kind of cool. But at the same time, it's like I feel like you could just play that on a. You know, a switch or something. A phone? Yeah, a phone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, that that's a substantial machine. Like, it has yeah. a... Uh, they said it has a gyroscope in it, so it can still do the tilt um, oh, nice. detection and stuff. And Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I mean, mean the, if I... Go ahead. Sorry. If I, wanted, if I were to spend the money, I'd either get that, or they have a machine that has uh, four games. Um, mm-hmm. It's like uh, 1944. Uh, yeah, where is it at? Oh, there's the one, the final fight. Yeah, final fight, um, 1944, oh, Ghost yeah. in the Goblins, and Strider. Yep. Uh, all of those games I love. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. I mean, you know, obviously when the whole barcade thing came out, like, it just everybody just bought all these old arcades, and they used to be nothing. It used to be, like, early 2000s, they were, like, chucking them. Like, come pick them up. 
and uh yeah nowadays you can't find any decent arcades for under a thousand dollars so absolutely yeah. uh, those are cool little little things yeah yeah, yeah the, the little blasts from the past man I like three, it. Three quarter novelty machines, you know. I'm seeing. I'm seeing the other uh, potential topics. So there's like a couple of Batman related things. Like oh that yeah, Ma- sorry. <laughs> Michael Michael Keaton's going to be back as Batman. Yeah, apparently. What? Um, in here, a weird in, in a weird universe too. Yeah. Uh, is that where is that right here? Okay, actually, we talked yeah, about Schumacher. Schumacher. Uh, Schumacher passed. Ah. Uh, I had showed the girls Batman and Robin. I think. It was on Netflix like last year, the year before, and they literally laughed the entire time. Like, this is awful. Why on earth would they make this? You, know? <laughs> uh, you should you should have told them like, uh, you know, the '90s you keep hearing about. Yeah, that's <laughs> this is what it felt like. Yeah. being in the '90s, <laughs> it's, it's just odd, you know, like Schumacher. Oh, in in the Flashpoint movie, that's what he was going to be Batman in. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what it's right here. So Keaton and I thought that when I saw this originally, I thought it was fake. Like Michael Keaton to play Batman in the Flash movie. The Flash movie has been like all over the place, like yeah. dir- directors, whatever else, writing. I can't stand this dude as the Flash in the first place. And so I was every time I'd be like, it's dead. Like, thank the Lord. It is dead because <laughs> he is not a Barry Allen. And I don't want to see a Flash movie if we're going to, for one, have this guy doing it. Um, not that he's a bad actor, just not was- the just not the punches flash. girls at bars. What's oh, his name? Gosh. Ezra. Ezra, Ezra Miller. Yeah. Uh, Although his costume is way better than the TV show Flash. Flash. No way. I like the TV show I, Flash a million times this, better than this, this costume. This That's, thing I'm seeing here is like so piece of much junk cooler. Power Rangers looking thing. I don't know the the one the one on the TV show is like comedically bright. The new one on the TV show is weird. <laughs> it looks like it's like some kind of mesh. But the one from the first couple seasons where it was kind of like leathery, I like oh, that. Okay. It, it looked just like, you know, just so, a, looked just I'm like talking about though because Vince has been finishing up the current season. Yeah, I the current season is what I don't like. I've sat in and everyone's while. I'm like, that is a like a Halloween costume. It looks kind of mesh, doesn't it? <laughs> like it looks like it's yeah. like one of the masks that we stretch over our face, you know? Yeah. So I guess Flash is still releasing for this. Like well, they're still releasing. I was going to also say that like, I don't want to see this movie, but I definitely don't want to rehash Flashpoint again. Me neither, man. I'm done with Flashpoint. Yeah. And I don't know. They're going to make it more of like a multiverse kind of thing, apparently, because he's going to still be playing. Michael Keaton's still going to be playing Batman. But after they're going to maybe separate the universes, as in like after Batman returns, any any of those Batmans are a different universe. Sure. Remember Flashpoint Paradox, whatever? Yeah, what the the movie one or yeah the cartoon the, the movie one cartoon movie one yeah after that and seeing the Flash uh, seasons like yeah. I'm done I'm so done with Flashpoint. I mean the movie was definitely the best one. Yeah, and the seasons you're like meh, <laughs> but uh, they just screw with it. I just don't want to see this again. Like I'm just we're gonna rehash this once again. I'm not a there's, fan. There's other stuff. There's yeah. more material. Leave it alone. <laughs> Flashpoint was one of many big things that happened. Yeah. There's so many different things you could do. You could even have, you know, him accidentally going back in time, seeing Jay Garrick, you know, going forward in time, seeing Bart I, I just, or any of that stuff. Like it could be a fun movie. I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. You could have just crazy. You could have King Shark in it. I don't give a crap. <laughs> you know, the, King Shark is a shark or Grodd. Grodd would be great. They got a Grodd. I don't know why they haven't learned from the whole Harley Quinn cartoon show that like you go to extreme places and someone's going to love it, you know? Yeah. Because like Harley like was just so off kilter, but it was so amazing. Yeah. 
And that's what we want to see here on yellow spandex. <laughs> the extreme. <laughs> the extreme. Yeah, but the yellow we spandex. We want to see the spandex. There. <laughs> there we go. Uh, what else we got here? Um, Ewan McGregor says the Obi-Wan will use the Mandalorian's VFX tech. Also, all of Hollywood is going to have to use that. I mean, it's going to be standard. <laughs> I remember, like, you, uh, no, no, uh, Ian McKellen talking yeah. about being Gandalf and being pissed that he had to, like, do all, like, uh, most of his stuff to a tennis ball surrounded by green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he was just like, I can't tell who, I can't read the other person. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And I've seen that stuff kind of not work very well. To where like yeah. two people aren't even there, maybe even shooting the same scenes together, and you read each other. You know, when you're when you're talking in general, when you're a normal person, you act differently when you see each other. So yeah. when you know you're acting weird and you're doing like a funny face or a smile or this or that, and the other person's like, mm, like you know, it's not working well. So the, that's just you know, it's nice that this is going to be like, oh great, we're going to see you know all the stuff mm-hmm. around us. You know, we're going to see our what we're in, the things I might have to point to. I know what I'm actually looking at. You know. It's great. That's a cool new technological advancement. I'm super happy for. I saw a little thing about that whole uh, Unreal Engine thing mm-hmm. that they use mm-hmm. Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, concerning the current, like, literally, like this month's climate. Yeah. And the guy com- commenting on it was basically like, I mean, we were expecting it to go this way. It's just that COVID just pushed the timeline ahead about five or 10 years. Oh. So. I don't know about five or ten years. Yeah, because he said he was like, we they were planning in like ten years every production to do this, mm-hmm. and like now this for twenty twenty, if any movie wants to do stuff, they're gonna have to kind of rely on this for any like travel stuff. Mm-hmm. They, they worked through the workflow. They were like, so now some of these studios are trying to plan on if they need to do a shoot in New Zealand, they send one cinematographer out to New Zealand to get all the 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 coverage. Yeah, and then put it back into Unreal Engine and shoot at a soundstage in Burbank. Yeah. Uh, with their skeleton crew to make it work and you're like that plan was to have that a norm in like 2030 yeah or something but now it's going to happen like in august and so so that's what he meant he's like it's pushing the timeline ahead to like when they were planning on using it to like now we just got to use it this is no longer like beta testing like oh so you're saying okay i thought you were saying it's going to get pushed to the future like we're not going to use this for 10 years and i was like no no no. this is the timeline forward five or 10 years that Mm. now it's just going to happen like instead of like easing it in on it trickling it into productions Mm. it's like if you want to put something out right now that's going to be it you know like yeah i imagine for big blockbuster movies that's going to be absolutely 100 percent or big no big money but for just Mm. like the regular movies it's not going to need all the crazy effects and they're probably going to still rely on just normal stuff. I don't know. I'll, I'll be interested in seeing because I guess I could see the benefits either way. Like, say you even do something like Sex in the City or whatever. Mm-hmm. And because of whatever restrictions of filming, if you can if you can tell somebody like, well, we can only we can do this with like two camera ops and like actors and a director on like this Unreal Engine screen. Instead of having a crew of twice as many, mm-hmm. maybe they'll just do it, you know, just do a street in New York on the screen you know mm. instead or something but you know you know that most a lot of that stuff that's just on the street in new york is shot here in Hollywood. yeah it's on the sounds <laughs> it's on the it's on, it's on the, the back lots but yeah. i guess there's this thing that the reason they're using this whole mandalorian tech is because they can like have or like quarter like the staff that needs to be around for it mm. because they, they even said like some of the camera people don't even have to be in the room sometimes you know, for some of this stuff to work. Like, I feel like that's it, most most of the time some of those people don't need to be in the room. No, no, like the cameraman. Yeah. Like that's the nutty. cameraman could be on a motion cap elsewhere and mm. it'd run 
a robotic thing inside, you know? Yeah. That's There's crazy. a lot of that new robotic, like, uh, arm stuff that's going on. So, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I, I there, it seems to me like if they wanted to and it, it was cost effective, they could do a normal rom com in the same setting for like a fraction of the cost, you know, mm. of even using a back lot. Because then you wouldn't have to like set direct and all that stuff. I don't know. I mean, this well, is so even if you close down, like it go to like, I know you don't want to go to Greenville, Illinois to like actually shoot something, but you could mm-hmm. like go to a smaller town and just like, hey, we're going to pay to have this entire block shut down. Mm-hmm. And you could have be very, very min- minimalistic in that. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, all of uh, <sighs> Napoleon Dynamite was shot on a tripod. So, yeah, dang, all but one scene was shot on a tripod and they had a dolly so he just wanted it to be that way well that that's kind of the tone of the movie too yeah it's like everything's like it, it's like well it's Locked happening off. in the current time at the time it happened but it was also vaguely like 80s vibe you know yeah it's it like really a town weird. that it never got left the 80s i felt current. like it was in the 90s like it was maybe early 90s because even even then like i like that dude there was a guy in my class that I tell <laughs> you is that guy. Yeah. Um, I'm sure like most of those people when they grow up, they're not maybe nowhere near as awkward, but there was a I guy. about that? I remember the guy as like, holy crap, that's my Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the glamour shots were gave me the 80s vibes. Mm. But that is, yeah. you're right, though. Early 90s, right that on. Yeah, cool. really, it was the clothing and the like, the shoes, and that's kind of what made me feel like early '90s. Yeah. Did you see? Uh, I know they've been talking about it for a while, but uh, about like you know whether Fox movies or not are gonna come over to Disney Plus, and um, the Fantastic Four movie is now on Disney Plus, the newer I one. I saw that. <laughs> like, oh wow, that's the movie you chose. Oh, I guess they're <laughs> like, you know what. It? You know, children are the only people that are going to watch this. <laughs> we got to get some money out of this thing to recoup. I mean, <laughs> I've, I've yeah. loved seeing some of these like TV. I, I was going to say movie critics, but now they're TV critics. Um, all kind of like tongue in cheek. Be like, every day we take Disney Plus just to see if New Mutants dropped. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> gosh, when is that coming? I mean, my I daughter was really wanting to see it. So I, I saw they had put, dropped a trailer. Another trailer. Another trailer? I didn't see that. Couldn't we just clip them all together and make the movie now? (laughs) Probably. Jeez. (sighs) I didn't see that. Who knows? I guess Wonder Woman got pushed back again or something? Yeah, Wonder Woman got pushed back until, was it November or something or October? Okay, so still the same then. Or did it get pushed no, back? Actually, again? No, actually, no. I think it got pushed back till next year. Let me take a look. Oh, Wonder like Woman. The last time we heard it, it was pushed back till next year. Uh, date. But also, um, I think everybody's August twenty. Oh, it says okay. Originally, it says August twelfth, twenty twenty. Let me pull it up. The Wikipedia. I think that was one of the early original dates, earlier yeah. updates. But like the the, I think everybody also is kind of like watching to see how Tenant does. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's gonna come out October second. That's so, as of this week. Right now, yeah. As of this week, <laughs> October second. And you know, to be honest though, I don't think it, oh, they'll push this, it back again. This year, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. October 2nd, 2020. And so I don't think they'll push it back any further than that. I mean, if they if they have to, they're going to release it. Like, I don't I don't see them holding. Like, we're going to hold on to this movie till next year. I really like, hope that everyone gets to see that freaking movie in a theater. 
I mean, I I believe they'd hold it for a year because Fast and Furious they didn't even flinch. They were like next year. <laughs> but they haven't even they released just pushed... anything for that, have they? So Fast and Furious that, that was supposed, that was supposed to come out in the middle of the lockdown. Yeah, like they automatically just pushed to next year, like right at the beginning of lockdown. But do they there have a like, trailer for that even? I don't even know. I, I don't keep up with those movies because they, they yeah. come out so close to each other. Yeah, I don't even know which ones. I mean, I but, saw Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even see that one. But uh, we, they, we watched a uh, a not uh, an illegal copy with a friend of ours. Uh-oh. We did. Yeah. Oh, I must have been asleep or something. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. It's a Jason Statham rock movie. <laughs> so, I mean, I could I could see it, it though. Awesome. Like if. If they could be like, well, this is, you know, Fast and Furious is a definite summer blockbuster. Just push mm-hmm. it to next summer. Like, they, they probably spent so much money on that movie. But they haven't released, I don't think they've released trailers for it yet. So, mm, I'm, kind of okay. like, I'm like, you know, with Wonder Woman, we've had, what, two trailers already? So. I don't know, because I remember some of the critics I've been watching is saying that they thought Wonder Woman's poised to be delayed as long as it needs to, because it was only in the very first stage of promo. Hmm. But yeah. right, if that's maybe. the truth, then that makes sense. I'm really wondering how this whole their their whole thing is gonna end because I mean they're gonna probably do another Wonder Woman after that because money and, yeah. and uh, probably same thing with Aquaman. Oh and, yeah. And you know <laughs> this whole Justice League thing. Okay, well if that comes out again and you know they'll want more money, are they gonna do another one then with just new people? It would be funny. Robert like- Pattinson is the Batman. <laughs> It'd be fun if like Wonder Woman and Aquaman just go through a wormhole and they're like multiverse again, something, something, something. Here's new yeah. actors, except for us two that worked out. <laughs> it's like that last uh, animated movie that we saw where it's like, yeah. hey, Flash, uh, this is this is effed. Why don't you just go back in time and uneff it, <laughs> it for us, please? God, that <laughs> made that movie so unsatisfying to me. I know we talked <laughs> about it when we watched it, but I was like, I don't feel like there were stakes this entire thing, but it was entertaining, except that I felt like it was just nothing meant anything. That that was another movie where it was like, oh, this all happened because of Flashpoint. I'm like, God, not Flashpoint again. Exactly. One more time, Flashpoint. Jeez. <laughs> it's like a what do you what is it? Not the Mary Sue, but the uh the thing that just like is the explanation for everything. Yeah. The MacGuffin. The MacGuffin. Yeah. That's why Rick and Morty they refused to do time travel stuff, and the one time they did it, uh, it, it was it, it was to make fun of it. Hmm. It was the the snakes one. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then there was another episode of Rick and Morty where they, <clears throat> I guess spoilers, they led Morty to believe it was time travel, but it was something horrific instead of yeah. time travel. Mm-hmm. So that know, that funny. show is like evilly brilliant. <laughs> Josh, have you seen a show called Solar Opposites? Is that the newer version of Rick and Morty? Kind of, it's, it's Justin Roiland, but not Dan Harmon. Right, right. And it's yeah. on Hulu. I've not seen it. It looks like the same thing. It, it's fine. It's like when Rick and Morty's off season. Mm-hmm. That'll do, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's it's a like sub- the American Dad to the Family Guy. Yes. <laughs> there, it's it's um like That's it's all right, on. but there's a subplot. Where like the the teenage uh, boy alien, mm-hmm. whenever he gets pissed off at a human, he zaps them with a shrink ray, mm-hmm. and then takes them and puts them in like a little like like basically an ant farm in his wall. But soon he just starts like shooting people because he doesn't like the way they look or whatever. Mm-hmm. So in the wall, there becomes this like micro society, and there's like there's like a Don and like 
you know, like rebellion and mafia, mm. all this crazy stuff. And there's like a little bit in every episode. The second to last episode, we just watched it. The entire thing is dedicated to that society and is the best thing in that show, hands down. Yeah, it's <laughs> so good. funny. It's really funny. Yeah, I don't know. I got I got kind of sick of the Rick and Morty thing, and especially sick of the fans. So <laughs> I was a little I love the, over that. <laughs> I love the current season. The there there is a story. It started a little slow, but the story train episode is amazing. Mm-hmm. Bad of Acid is probably an instant classic. Yeah. Um, and then uh, oh man, what was the oh the very last episode? Like did not disappoint. Like the the one the season closer. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Super cool. Yeah. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Nice. Well, I think we've gone through. I go okay. I guess Jace K. Simmons has already shot his new Spider-Man clip for him being J.J. Jameson. Okay. We might as well just pre-film every th- possible situation with him mm-hmm. because no matter when they reboot Spider-Man, he's just going to be him. And I mean, he's an <laughs> internet. He's an internet dude, like well, Alex Jones or whatever. So it's yeah. kind of like he doesn't. He only needs to be that one shot. <laughs> yeah. So I'm saying just put him in front of a desk and just have him say every possible combination of words. Yeah. At and once and then just say Spider-Man a bunch of times. <laughs> Spider-Man. Like, I do really I miss the old version, though. Like I'm I'm this is kind of a fun idea. But, you know, this Spider-Man's a little different in this universe. I'm just not I'm not 100 percent on that. I love Holland as Spider-Man. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love the uh, the Vulture. That was a great version of the Vulture. Oh, Michael Keaton. Um, Keaton I just killed not, that. I'm not a fan of. I'm, I'm glad in this newer version, like uh, the last one, he he doesn't rely on the suit as much. Mm-hmm. Like the suit's more of like a just an extension of him, and it's not like a Iron Man suit like in the first one. Like hi, I'm Karen or whatever it is. Um, oh yeah. I'm. I was much happier with that, but there's still a lot of things. Obviously, old Aunt May isn't old, and the Bugle isn't you know the actual newspaper. But you see. Um... Oh, why can't I remember her name? Flash isn't a jock, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, Aunt May. Um, uh, Mar- Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. There was some interview for the King of Staten Island movie mm-hmm. that she kind of threw a little shade at her role in Spider-Man. Oh yeah. Some so some news sites try to uh, news sites some comic book sites try to like kind of blow the headline out of proportion. Like of Marissa course. Tomei regrets playing Aunt May. You know, the comment she made was just she was like, I kind of wish I didn't agree to be the hot mom. Because <laughs> now that's just all I am. Because I guess she's the same character in King of Staten Island. And she was like, I kind of want to be a femme fatale or like a superhero. Wow. So I was like, say, what's wrong with being the hot mom? So she's like, I'm in a, I'm in a superhero movie, but I'm not the superhero. Ah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that totally I mean, makes sense. Yeah. People get cast, you know, typecast all the time. So mm-hmm. I totally understand that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she could one. also turn down the role and wait for something like that or do it Well, herself. I think that's what she said. She got in hindsight. She's like, I shouldn't take in two hot mom roles in a row. <laughs> that makes sense. I really that's... wanted to see that Staten Island movie. I almost convinced my wife to watch it the other day. Nice. Speaking of, that was another weird circumstance in movies. Mm-hmm. Like, did you hear it got pulled from drive-ins the no. last minute? Why? Oh, I forget. Whatever studio. Was it Universal that put it out? Or I'm something? unsure. Unclear. Whatever, whatever <laughs> studio put it out. It was supposed to go to drive-in theaters or whatever theaters were were still open. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I think days before it released on home release, it, it got pulled by the studio from all drive-in theaters. 
and oh. stuff. And so like I saw I saw like articles with like studio, like theater owners being like, now we have to email everybody, give them refunds. People are still going to show up and then we're going to have to tell them that they can't see this movie. And they're going to be upset with us. Why did it cold? They didn't give a reason. But I, the you know, the working theory is to drive everything to the home release. I mean, like, drive, you know how many drive-in theaters there are? There's, like, not that many. <laughs> so, like, how many people are, you're going to ruin that? That's ridiculous. Yeah, my drive-in, I, or my parents' drive-in theater was showing Goonies and Gremlins last weekend. Mm-hmm. So I was like, dang, I want to be there now, you know? Yeah. Like, I love Goonies. Goonies. Now, let me look, see if uh, there's actual, like, numbers for, like, how many got uh, King of Staten Island. Mm-hmm. Drive-in theater. So, I think that there's definitely less than a hundred drive-in theaters in the United States. Because, but when we go, when I go to mine, there's always some like sad story at the beginning of it. Like, there's only this many drive-in theaters. <laughs> like, well, we know, man. <laughs> Stop doing it to us. <laughs> so like they said those... it got booked to over a hundred theaters. Nice. Ooh. Um, and then pulled. <laughs> and subsequently pulled. <laughs> well, now we know there's uh, at oh, least over 100. They, they pulled it two days before. Well, well, I mean, I guess, I mean, when you're going to a drive in theater, you're kind of like not buying your ticket days before, and usually. No, you buy it when you get there. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're in the car. <laughs> there's only a certain amount of spots. Uh, okay, so as of so the in variety, it said the cinema operator said that most of our ticket sales come through online tickets, and those people are going to be showing up at Thursday at seven, not have a movie to see. Uh-huh. So oh, I don't so know if that's regional or something, but he's he's saying his drive-in is predominantly online sales. Okay, yeah. but I haven't been to a drive-in, so I don't know what the experiences are like. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been in a drive-in. Whenever we go back home, we usually try to hit up the drive-in because, for some odd reason, uh, the one in our uh, the one in Indiana that we go to that's been around forever uh, has great food <laughs> too, mm. and it's cheap. It's like, well, it's it's a decent price, and you know, you get two movies, and you know, you get to chill with your friends and whatnot. We normally go. We try to hit it up when we're there. That's pretty cool. There's one down here. I think it's at the like a swamp meat area. Mm. We've been there once, but it was kind of shady. There's, I dig the uh, double feature. Yes. I think they said there's 325 drive-in theaters in America. That's actually a lot more than I thought. I that's, thought there's less than 100, you know? Same here. I so, thought that's like 200 well, more than that, I thought. That might also not be all drive-ins because they're mm-hmm. just saying theaters that are open. So that also might be some smaller theaters that remain uh, open. I just looked up, like there was the drive-in theater, you know, whatever, directory or whatever. <laughs> so it's 300 uh, and what did I just say, 325, something like that. There was a somebody in the comments just said that like their their I don't know if this is true or if you could even find this out but their theory was like the initial uh, pre sales mm-hmm. didn't show high enough and they didn't want to have like the embarrassment of having low numbers that makes more sense which is still they can, they, can, they can hide streaming numbers yeah yeah which is that's not a not a cool thing at all. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that they hide streaming numbers. I also hate that Netflix got rid of like the the recommend like up like thumbs up, thumbs down and reviews thing. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Like I would mm-hmm. go through that and be like, okay, well, what do people generally think of this? And then you know, a lot of times you'd be like, it just effing sucked. Like, <laughs> okay. And but you'd move along and you'd find somebody that's actually, you know, well, this is what I thought of the movie. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Or you'd write your own. Like I love that aspect of it, but Netflix got rid of that. It's funny, the uh, Nintendo eShop doesn't mm-hmm. have comments or ratings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my YouTuber I watched, uh, I think Wolf Den, had mentioned like 
on the bright side though it has created entire industries for youtubers like yeah entire channels rent like reviewing uh nintendo eShop games are like they're able to have a career because nintendo won't do it themselves mm-hmm. and so i wonder if it'll be something similar you know it's true to that like it, it, are there are there movie channels that just review netflix shows because if not oh, that's oh, I'm a sure. great idea i mean we talk about netflix shows so i'm sure that- yeah but I mean, like, it'd be cool if there was like a show where the guy like literally just watches everything that comes out that week, <laughs> and that makes you know, like, because with the eShop games, they'll literally buy every cheap game mm-hmm. and be like, okay, here we go, fifty games today, you know? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like fun. Know. Actually, I'd I'd love to do that. Yeah, yeah. Let's just go through games. It just gets expensive. There's a lot of bad ones. Oh, because <laughs> sure. the eShop is kind of like a mobile app. Mm-hmm. Anybody can develop for it. Oh, that's cool. And uh, there's like weird things that happen. Like you'll see a game for a penny for like a day, just mm-hmm. so it can get, be a, get on the best sellers. And as soon as it's on the best sellers, they drop, they raise the price back up. Yeah. And then do more sales. It's, it's weird. It's like Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to uh, watch this TV show today from Netflix with my kids called The Floor is Lava. I heard about that. And it's like a obstacle course thing. Nice. And, it, and it looked kind of cool from the preview. And my kids were like begging, like, can we watch it? And even like Penny, Penny was tiny. She's like, floor is lava. And she, we, got a new, <laughs> we got a new couch and she was like jumping between the stuff. And I'm like, sit down. <laughs> like, so I'm like, <laughs> I put it on and Angie looks at me like, we're going to watch this. It's like, well, it's an obstacle course. Show. Just, you know, we can watch one. That's fine. I'm sure it'll be fun. We like we like double dare when we were younger, you know? Yeah. And uh, we watch it. And oh, my gosh, this is the worst obstacle course show I've ever seen. There's too much talking and uh, like the, the family is like talking to each other and it's just cheesy garbage. Like and you can tell like they told him like all the things that happen or that you could like do in the room, like jumping from like this thing can open up and this thing can fall over and you can use it to get to the other end. And if they're acting like they don't know it, but they're doing all these things. And it, I don't know. They're like, save me, hun. Save me. It's just so weird. Weird. <laughs> Do it for us. You know, like, do it for the $10,000. Like, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. And there's no, there's no, like, uh, one of the things uh, I thought might be, might have been a problem is there's no actual audience. So, interesting. I was, I was, I went to go show the kids, like, oh, we used to watch Double Dare. We used to watch Guts and we watched uh, the Temple. Was it the, oh, uh, Legends of the Temple? Yeah, we had to build. the tiki thing at the end the golden and stuff. monkey uh, i can't remember yeah it's something like that some it was on nickelodeon though like it was a big giant thing you ran through at the end and it was all they were all great but they all had live audiences and but and mm-hmm. there was it was not cheesy we watched an episode of it on youtube and it's like this is great like why don't we just show reruns of this is floor's <laughs> lava is that did that film during COVID or something or i'm assuming it probably filmed uh, like earlier because i know i heard about it last year so. Oh, okay. So they don't really have an excuse for not having an audience. Well, I mean, it's in its own, like, there's a bunch of different rooms, so they're all in, like, their own self-contained rooms, and you have to climb uh-huh. on the walls to get to some things. But it's just so, like, Hollywood, well, like, TV shows, you know, we know from living here that they depend so much on audience interaction. Yeah. yeah. The point where it's all directed, you know, you get there, they tell you when to laugh and Oh yeah, clap it comes across the screen at the screen at the top, like laugh, yeah. clap. <laughs> um, to the point where they pre-record it to add it in at times it doesn't happen. Mm. So it's just weird that they would purposely leave it out of something like this. You know, it's not it's a like lack of energy. That was weird. Yeah. It was odd. 
I just and I couldn't handle it. Like I went to the bathroom and I was like squirreling <laughs> on my phone. And I came back out and was like, "Is this over?" And they're like, "Oh no, it's not over yet." Like, dang it! I just couldn't handle it. And I posted on my Facebook page like, "This is awful." And like everybody else is like, "I agree." <laughs> like, wow, that's weird that it was kind of universally hated amongst my friends. <laughs> that's funny. Maybe they like, put that, it out hoping it was so bad it'd be good. Well, it definitely reminds me of that temple of the hidden whatever it was called. Yeah. Legends of Legend. the Hidden Temple. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Um, that one. And they had that Olmac Ol that talked. Yeah, the talking yeah, temple thing. Uh, they even redid like they even did like a movie, like a straight to video movie of that like a few years ago for Nickelodeon. But I don't remember a obstacle course game that I didn't like. Yeah. Even like like American Ninja Warriors fun, you know, and they had that on Netflix forever. What was the Asian one? Are we Which talking one? about the Spike Lee or Spike TV one? Yes. The uh, one M where MCX adopted it. Yeah, they, yes. like America adopted the Asian version. They dubbed it over and they just put crazy things in the people's mouths. Uh, they just had somebody rewriting everything. And then they had that one where it was like the, the bouncy balls obstacle course where they have to jump on the balls across and they yeah. have to like well, they had, swing they on the Well, they had a ton of different ones, but yeah, they, yeah, had, yeah. they would overdub all of them like some american person being stupid like i you know and like, then they made a switch game for it or not a oh, switch it was uh we that's hilarious oh that was that like wipeout wipeout that's what it was Wipeout. yeah that, oh that's a different one i was like an mxc i think we used to watch it that's the one i was talking all about. the time but uh they even had this one not too long ago that was like tetris basically it was like a wall and a wall would come oh, yeah. towards you, you you had to fit in the hole you had to fit in the hole oh yeah <laughs> and so that was great too i mean i'd watch that you know it's just it's just stupid crap you know stupid human tricks so all this new floor is lava like if they cut all the talking out and just like you know because it took like 30 minutes for them to show them get through one room and i'm like oh my god it shows more than half an hour they might i don't know. i went to the bathroom. <laughs> no I, I don't know i was genuinely i was like Wait. i think it is i think it is 30 minutes but oh, okay I was like, oh my god, I, that was the first mistake. So long. My wife was like, this is awful. And she just the majority of yeah. it. Yeah. And she watches Murder She Wrote religiously. Exactly <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, Murder She Wrote. <laughs> These Japanese game shows are like endless ideas. Mm, like you yeah. see that one where like is like, is it edible? <laughs> you know, like because they have like things that look like everyday objects, and some of them are, and some of them are actually like really good food recreations. Yeah. So these people have to like bite into a high heel and be like, well, that was chocolate. This one's no, that's actually leather, you know, like <laughs> it's edible. Seen, I've seen some messed up shows, man. Like there was the other one where, where like some girls like jerk off a guy while he's trying to sing karaoke. And he has, he has to be able to sing he has to be able to way sing through. Yeah, without you know, climaxing. Where on earth is this? I mean, is this like on the Playboy network or whatever? Where the heck? No. Like, oh, so there's a little curtain in front of him. What is yeah, this you don't on? actually Stuff see not on network television. I'll tell you that. Well, it's a, it's a Japanese show, but oh, they, it's, it's over there. I was saying like there's a the Japanese talk uh, game shows have like endless ideas because that that fit in the whole one was started as a Japanese show. Mm. Yeah, you know they got adapted. I think I think a bunch of clips went to YouTube or something, and then mm. it just got adapted for American TV. You know. Yeah, I don't think that uh, one you were just talking about is going to get adapted <laughs> for American TV. Well, yeah, well, yeah, because of production and stuff. But I mean, the clips are all everywhere. You can probably look them up on YouTube and stuff. Like it. I was talking about the lady one. <laughs> the lady one? With the curtain? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, it's, it's not going to, but it's it's all over YouTube. 
Yeah, oh, but yeah. it's not going to get adapted to United States. No, no. <laughs> it's not going to be on ABC it. next month. I mean, if they're desperate uh, enough for content, they're like, can you do it from home? That'd be. Can we shoot this on a green screen? That'd be fu- That'd be disgusting, man. <laughs> it's awful. That is straight up awful. <laughs> Any ideas? Yeah. Just go for it. Yep. They're, they're full of them. <laughs> is there anything else we want to hit up before? Uh, uh, Hmm. Uh, we hit all the ones that I was thinking about. The hmm. trailer that came out for the Snyder cuts, or it wasn't a trailer? It was like a sneak peek. Yeah. Um, uh, the Batman news. We talked about Avatar that just came to Netflix not too long ago. Is that why it got a like a resurgence? Oh yeah, it came. It, it dropped on Netflix. Or okay. That makes sense. Everybody started talking about it. I was like, is there a new series of this? I mean, gotcha. as soon as it hit Netflix, I started watching it again. Yeah. I mean, the same thing I think would be the, if they actually put like Batman the Animated Series on it. That'd be sick. Yeah. I think I would people would just start that. talking about it immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if DC, DC should just have that available somewhere already. It's on the, what's it, that app? The uh, DC, DC app. Universe app. We've okay. watched them all, I think. Yeah, because that, that was even rod that was one of your favorite shows i love that show yeah my one of my favorite episodes is that giant when they did the giant penny roll thing or whatever the Mm. dime was it a dime or a nickel i forget it was where like it it, it had to flip around the city and then whatever it had like heads or tails Mm. to kill the person or whatever i was like oh that's such a vivid memory and poison ivy poison ivy (laughs) man and Catwoman. all the villains right I like Clayface a lot from that, from those. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I like, there was one episode where it was like, I think it was called I Almost Had Him, uh, to where all the guys, all the bad guys get together and they tell their, their short stories of almost getting Batman. And the last one, <laughs> the last one's like Killer Croc. Or, no, the, the last one's like, uh, Killer Croc gives a really crappy one. And the last one's the Joker. And he's like, I'm going to get him right now, tonight. And then like, I all, this. all of a sudden, Killer Croc is like Batman's voice, and he's like, "Well, I'm glad you told me this," or something. He pulls the mask oh, off. Yeah, I remember that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's this such a good show. Such a good series, man. But yeah, yeah. We the girls watched that. They also watched uh, oh Sailor Moon. Gosh dang it! <laughs> they they went from like I I showed them one episode, and I was like, "This is hilarious. Watch this." And they're like, "Yeah, this is awful." And then they watched another one. And then, like the other day, they were in like you know episode hundred and something on whatever oh version or whatever it was, and I'm like, we can't watch this anymore. It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. I can't watch it. You're grounded. Uh, Go outside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> clean, clean something up or something. I don't. Like, I don't care. Oh man. I know. I can't handle Sailor Moon. I just can't. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of it's the crying. No. <laughs> like oh my gosh, shut up. <laughs> a lot of anime is like that. I mean, it's definitely Cowboy Bebop's not. <laughs> no, thank God. That's actually like a grown-up anime show. I started watching that one. Uh, it was really good. I, yeah. Does he ever it's, catch anybody? <laughs> uh, sometimes, but they end up either dying or... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think I've watched three or four episodes into it now, and like they all seem to either get away or die. <laughs> I'm like, dang, this guy is, keeps... Saying he's hungry, he's not getting anything to eat. <laughs> I feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah, eventually they they don't even show you, but you can tell that they've been making money. Mm. 
they kind of just do one of those things, you know, like next episode. And then you, the episode starts and they're like, well, thank, thankfully for those other things we grabbed yeah. off camera. Now we can eat some some uh, pepper and steak. <laughs> exactly. I don't see no any steak. steak in this. It's <laughs> <laughs> all pissy. And it's funny because it's the voice of uh, Wolverine. Well, the guy that does Wolverine in the newer versions, I think. At least if if he's not the same guy, it's he sounds exactly the same as him. So whenever I hear him, I, th- I think of like, hey, Bob, like in the newer versions of Wolverine or whatever. Yeah, that the guy that is Jet, uh, Jet Black, mm-hmm. that guy is everybody in yeah. anime. His his credits are just like the list is ridiculous. I'm wondering how much the story changes if you watch the sub as opposed to the dub because I think it's on Hulu and they have both. So same thing so, with Sailor Moon. Yes, yeah, uh, there's only like slight differences cuz I of course I've watched both. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll say like a saying of like something that we would say in English and I'm like would that saying even work in like Japanese or whatever? Like that's kind of what I'm talking about. There's like slight, uh, what would you call that? Like dialect changes, I guess. Yeah, it was usually like localization. Mm-hmm. There you go. But it fit like it would fit certain circumstances really well, and I'm like, can, yeah, can that work? Is that or it, did they just make that up? You know, like well, it was written f- that way first. So like mm-hmm. the English version is trying to actually be. The you know they'd had to translate for the English version. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm listening to the English version, and he says something that oh, really okay. works well in the episode. I got but you. it's definitely a very like English phrase or something. And I'm like, I don't know. Like I wonder if he would actually said that or if he said something else. You know, it's probably yeah. something else because you like we have some friends that do localization for different media's mm-hmm. like video games especially. And sometimes they'll just have to fill a spot. You can actually go on YouTube and search Simpsons, different countries. Mm-hmm. And there's completely different jokes and sections. Oh, yeah. Because they're just like, well, here's 20 seconds. This joke only works in America. So in Japan, they're going to have to think of something here that fits in this time frame that also yeah. works in the overarching, you know, like, this is all that stuff. I think they did the same thing for Airplane. It was when you got the guys uh, speaking jive or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did some joke in like Brazilian or whatever it was huh. that d- apparently like the people that made, created the movie uh, were there and their people crack it up laughing and they're like, how do they understand this? And they're like, oh no, the joke worked really well in Brazilian. Like it was for something else. Like, uh, yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, you know, I think it was for the Simpsons. I think it was, I saw something for the Spanish speaking like Homer. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it was Homer. And he was like, I basically write all the jokes for Homer in Spanish or something. Yeah. Because he helped, like, because they'll be in there and there won't be writers in the sound booth with them. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. here's a very American joke. Just do something. It's so weird. Like, wow. how can a show almost be the same exact show? Like, I'm in a bunch of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle groups on Facebook, and some people are like talking about like the names that they are in like Norway or something. Like, oh, April is Anna oh, in, yeah. in Norway, and like, you know, Rocksteady is, and Bebop are obviously like, you know, musical names or whatever here. And so they, you know, they change it to something that doesn't make any sense, like the same and has the same idea in it. So it's like, okay, is this even the same story at some point in time if they're rewriting then, the jokes and rewriting the names? And then like the UK or England or something, isn't it like Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles or something? Yeah, they've changed all over the place. Yeah. Because wow. uh, like my friend Gary, who's over um, in England, like he's like, he, whenever he's like seeing like live streams of people talking in the chat, he's like, oh, I have to remember it's TMNT for Americans. Yeah. I mean, because we we even like we would take it down to TMNT. 
You know, like, mm-hmm. so, like, what do they call it there? T-A-T-M-H-T or whatever? I think so, yeah, yeah. Because they said, like, the like the ninja thing, like, implied, like, violence. Mm-hmm. They had to be hero turtles or something. Which it should. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I rewatched the first season of that a, a little bit ago. I nice. got Penny to watch it with me and some of the girls. Some of the aspects of it, obviously, are kind of goofy. But, like, the first season's great. First season's yeah. just awesome, especially animation-wise. I think the studio's different after that or or whatever and then obviously within a, a, a season or two at later like the the league of moms or whatever it is get in on it and i remember that very vividly back then because they started throwing pizzas and joking yeah you know, all they're not they never use their weapons ever again and that's cool yeah that's so it's funny sad. like that they did that slyly enough that as a kid i didn't even realize it no i mean like there was some very i remember being like when are they going to start slicing things up again like yeah when are they going to do this or that? And like you watch those first episodes and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's like the intro and the intro to where like it's they got some really great scenes and are slicing things up and they're destroying mm-hmm. stuff. And, you know, and then the later, like they got the pizza machine, they're whipping pizzas at people and it's funny music yeah. like like, oh, I guess <laughs> I got caught, you know, <laughs> maybe that's why I liked it as a kid. I was like, oh, pizza. He's funny. I mean, it's still like I'd still watch it as a kid, but, yeah. you know after five seasons of it you're five years older and yeah i mean we like the seriousness of the x-men you know yeah. so it was kind of one of the reasons where we loved that show it wasn't a kid's show where they wanted to force a talking dog into it you know <laughs> which is now one of the things for a second like, i was like did x-men have a talking dog i think it was wasn't it leewald eric leewald uh yeah talking Julia. about they wanted to like Fox wanted to put in like crap like that. We're like talking dogs and everything else. Um, kind of like what's that? Uh, the, the Scoob movie we just watched. Yeah. You know, where they had, you know, oh, they had they had the uh, Eagle Man or Falcon or, or Blue Falcon. That's what it was. And, you know, Robo Mutt or whatever. And you have to have Dino Robo Mutt, you know, Dino Mutt or. I don't know. <laughs> She's mixing two kitty. Anyway, I think we're good for yeah. tonight. Uh, yes. Which is probably so, going to be our last one. Yeah, everybody. Um, if you didn't see on RKVC's channel, we had a little announcement. RKVC is going by coastal. Vince is moving back out east. Mm-hmm. Be with his family. Yeah. Everybody supports that. And then uh, Josh and I talked too, and I think we decided like this should probably be the last one for a while at least. Yeah. Right. I'm thinking maybe about like getting back into reading comics. And mm-hmm. if this continues, it'll be more of like a, hey, here's what happened this week in actual comics. Mm, oh, okay. That's cool. So I'm thinking about doing that, getting a poll list and, you know, maybe have you guys back on when we see movies or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm fun. totally down. Whenever movies get back in swing, if you want to just call me up, I'll be here. Or if we're allowed to go to your place by then, I'll go. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. You know. I mean, if Vince wants to hop, pop on, we still have Zoom. Yeah. But yeah, but we're gonna probably good close run, it down. Everybody. I mean, well, how many you. would we do? Gosh, we did probably sixty of them. Let me see. Over yeah, 60. close, close to uh, two years, right? Yeah, maybe sixty of them. This one shall be sixty-nine. Oh, that's the greatest hey. out on. Perfect, guys. <laughs> I mean, thanks for tuning every tuning in every week. I know, like Vince and I, like like Josh was very much like the point for all this, you know. So Vince and I. I don't think like felt like the full um, effect of like everybody's interactiveness and stuff. We still appreciate it so much. Yeah. Um, Cause he, Josh would give us updates like who's listening and 
and commenting and all stuff. It was like really encouraging to hear because we were obviously like busy with our, our stuff. And it was cool like to get on here and just talk about stuff and not worry about being accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I loved it because we would, you know, we would get together and we'd just talk about nerd stuff for hours. And I was like, you know, it's my, why don't we just do it on camera or do it on, you know, a mm-hmm. podcast and just, you know, that's good. Make it was it fun. Thing. Do the thing. But it, and now we have almost 70 episodes that you guys can listen to. Yeah. Almost 70. It's 69. Gosh. Makes me think. Yeah, so yeah, keep an eye out. If, they, if these big tentpole movies come out, then at least like Josh and I will come back on and like kind of shoot the shit about, you know, with it and stuff. But mm. as far as the weekly thing, like, uh, yeah, we're going to wrap it up for now. Yeah. yeah. Although if you want to see me talk to some old friends about random stuff, on I've I've been advertising my personal channel on RGBC and everything, but there's some like really random things. Like I had an interview with like my two childhood friends about my Mortal Kombat birthday party. There's gonna be a bunch of stuff, so I don't know. There's gonna be something kind of like that on there. Nice. That's just at but, Rod Kim, or was it? Yeah, you'll find it. Just search Rod <laughs> Kim. You'll yeah, see the right. guy. I'll be there. There's not much up there now, but I've shot 12 videos. I just have the motivation to edit them. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, guys. Well, hope you guys. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, remember, we like we just said, all of us have our, a bunch of other things that you guys can dip into to watch and and uh, enjoy. And obviously, there's 69 uh, beautiful episodes of Yellow Spandex that you can watch anytime or listen to. So uh, make sure you do that. You know, do yeah. that. Do that. And we'll see you when we see you, nerds. <laughs> it's been great, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for all the support through the year and a half or so, however long we've been doing this. Yeah. Peace out. All right, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>